What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Live Life Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of our Fearless Show podcast. Today's date is May 29, 2019. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Drew Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Fearless Show. Me and Dario back to chop it up with some topics and, of course, a spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah, so, obviously... The main topic for the last few weeks, well, really the last month, has been Game of Thrones and, you know, pretty swamped the last couple of weeks. So couldn't really get too much into it, but, you know, we're going to do GOT. But now that it's all said and done, we definitely want to go, you know, full on spoiler cast about the entirety of uh, Game of Thrones as a series and specifically this last season, which has been incredibly, let's say, divisive. Between uh, the public. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and like I said on a few podcasts, I was going to catch up. And I caught up all the way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw it. I saw the the finale. When the finale came out on that Sunday, I was there with the Thronies. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. Uh, we have some news items before that. And of course, before we get into all that, we're going to do a little housekeeping. So if you are liking these podcasts, um, you know, I see you uh, we see your comments. We see, you know, some good responses. So if you're liking these podcasts and wherever you guys, you know, catch us, either that's on YouTube or SoundCloud or Google Play or iTunes, wherever this one goes up, you know, be sure to like and subscribe and uh, share. It helps us out greatly. And if you like any of the gear that we rock in these videos, like this hat I'm wearing here, the hat that Doris is wearing, this shirt I'm wearing, or Doris's shirt that he's wearing, you can also grab some from the store for yourselves. But let's get right into it. So for news items, um, Cannes Film Festival, I think, just ended, I think, five days ago. It's always kind mm-hmm. of a big uh, big moment, big event for film, particularly indie film. And there's always like a lot of buzz about stuff that you should be on the lookout for um, down the line. Definitely. And honestly, this year there wasn't like a ton of major controversial stuff and like major things that people were all talking about mm-hmm. but I did notice a couple things well one that I knew beforehand but that I'm kind of jealous that they got to see first was Quentin Tarantino's ninth film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that one I have not seen the trailer for that but I knew it was coming out that's crazy so ooh I'm excited I was just talking to somebody about Hateful Eight and how amazing that was. So, so. yeah, he just released the like real in-depth kind of trailer for it last week. Yeah, last week or the week before, I can't really remember, but it was in uh, one of our last trailer roundups that you can find on the site. And, you know, it looks like a Quentin Tarantino film, a ton of character, a ton of character development. Yeah. Uh, a setting that he personally loves, you know, kind of like 70s, I think 70s, maybe late 60s. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood and kind of surrounding, loosely surrounding the events of the whole uh, Manson uh, murders and stuff oh, like that with Sharon yeah. Tate. And then it's just dealing with like That's right. film kind of transitioning from like the golden era and stuff like that. And, like, so it's kind of like a love letter to Hollywood. And it's been getting a ton of rave reviews and 
it's Tarantino. He's my favorite director, so I'm gonna see whatever he puts out. But it's got Brad yeah. Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Pacino, I believe, and Robert De Niro. Even mm. I don't know. The cast is crazy, so I, I definitely can't wait to see this on these. <laughs> right, oh, that sounds lit. I'm definitely there for for that. So, but yeah. And then there was another movie called The Dead Don't Die. Um, it's like a zombie dark comedy from Jim Jarmusch. We also wrote about it on our site uh, maybe a month ago. And the cast, just like that one, is pretty stacked and heavy. Like Bill Murray, uh, yeah. Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Steve Buscemi, uh, Selena Gomez, Tom Waits. Like, it's it's pretty heavy oh, wow. cast about, you know, small town America and a zombie outbreak happens and Bill Murray's the sheriff, <laughs> so... <laughs> what? Could be, could be pretty funny. Um, oh yeah, they released a trailer. You know, not remember Bill Murray in Zombieland. It reminds me exactly Bill Murray. <laughs> well, obviously Bill Murray zombies. I'm a million things Zombieland, which is one of the most <laughs> underrated movies out there, and a movie that I fucking absolutely love. Like. That comedy was BFM Bill like fucking Murray <laughs> and his just little ten minute scene, maybe fifteen minutes where he was dying, was just fucking perfect. So I'm really excited to see Bill Murray once again back at Zombie Life. Yeah, he stole that movie. It's crazy. No, those were all kind of, let's say, mainstream, more mainstream type of films that got kind of acknowledgement at cons. There was one film, there was one controversial showing, um, and more for its promo than anything else. It's some like indie film we also wrote about on our website, so you guys mm. can go check that out in our new section to get more in-depth details about it. But it's called When Women Rule the World, and it's kind of like a spoof or parody. Huh. With the lead kind of actress, she looks like uh, Melania Trump, and it's <laughs> like pretty political, but then not like it's just. And it kind of stole Kathy Griffin's little. Remember when Kathy Griffin had a decapitated uh, head of Donald Trump for like her promotion of one of her like standups or something. Oh. And she oh. got like basically blacklisted and a whole ton ton of shit. There's a ton of negative backlash she got from that. Well, she did that <laughs> maybe 2016, and this director Sheldon Silverstein is kind of doing the same thing for the promo. He has like it's like this chick that clearly is supposed to be Melania Trump in one hand, it's like some alien looking thing head, and then the other hand, it's like Donald <laughs> Trump wearing a make. America Great Again hat. Like, it's some satirical, some satirical, like, politically charged indie film. And it looks terrible if, you, if you've seen the trailer. Huh. All right. Interesting. It's like some <laughs> dystopian post-apocalyptic spoof. Like, it's fucking insane. But I suggest you guys go to the official site and kind of get more info about that. Hmm. <laughs> Bless it for cons. Um, cons, cans. I don't even know how you specifically say it, but I'm going to keep saying it like cons, that. But cans, confessor. 
cons. Yeah. <laughs> we recently had another um, news article about. Uh, I don't know if you've seen like those deep fake videos where, with the help of like video editing and AI technology, that you can now basically fake anybody saying almost anything and it looks mm. damn near realistic. Like they put the head of I yeah. think Obama on like Putin, on Putin and uh, like some Putin speech was coming out and like he was mouthing it perfectly and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> and I think also um, Oh, I have seen some Jordan Peele did like yeah, a, I know what you're talking about. a PSA about it where he was like again, <laughs> Obama saying something but then like at the end of the video, he revealed himself to be like, this was Jordan Peele giving like the speech and he's talking about how you have to be careful about what you believe and whatever. Yeah. So deep fake is a thing now, deep fake AI technology where it's getting pretty crazy because you can basically take anybody and make them say almost anything now. Um, yeah. So I think it's taken an even greater step forward now because Samsung, like they have like an AI kind of arm of their company that's been working on this deep fake type of technology. And they just revealed that they can deep fake a person from a single image and turn it into like a video of them saying anything. And how they kind of presented it and showed this was they took the Mona Lisa painting the Mona Lisa painting, yeah, I did see the, our article on that. And turned it into a full-on, like, video clip of it basically coming to life and, like, talking and, like, emoting and, like, it was like, like it was almost like a real person. And this is from, like, a fucking painting. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, like, three different uh, frames, so, like, it was animated differently in three different ways, and they're, like... It looks crazy. Yes, and this wasn't done with like, um, you know, months of video editing, you know, or somebody going in right. by hand and doing the frames. So like none of this. This was taken from the image of Mona Lisa, and it fed through like their AI algorithm, and it. I think they overlay it over like an existing clip, and. Mm-hmm basically mask what they're saying almost perfectly where like it matches yeah, it was up weird so because she was like turning and shit i was like what <laughs> and the algorithm just did it like yeah basically with the click painting. of a button yeah yeah it was wild it's fucking crazy so like you guys <laughs> can't picture what i'm saying you should definitely go to the so site weird. there's a 30 second kind of clip of them like actually demonstrating this in action and it's it's fucking mind blowing actually that this is how far we've come that you really have to be careful about like it's awesome but then at the same time it's kind of like fucked up and scary because you know how (laughs) easily people are kind of manipulated and with like the climate and politics and then like countries and shit that you can fake almost anything now so like it's it's pretty sane. So I'm not really uh, a huge fan of like tell-all books. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, 
they do provide <laughs> some fucking crazy ass like behind the scenes info about things that you would like never really expect. Oh yeah, for sure. And some real spicy stories in those. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Catan, um I don't know if you know him, but if you saw a picture for sure you know him. Um ex Saturday Night Live member from the nineties. He did Night at the Roxbury mm-hmm. with Will Ferrell. Um Oh yeah. He was, you know, the right. smart guy. Yeah, so he just did a kind of tell all book about his life and it Oh wow. There's obviously a lot of crazy shit in there, um, to be as expected. But one of the things that is kind of like making waves is the story about how he said he alleges Lorne Michaels, who was, you know, the whole brains behind Saturday Night Live, pressured him mm-hmm. to have sex with Amy Heckerling, who was supposed to direct Tonight at, Night at the Roxbury so that the movie would be made <laughs> because wow. she was thinking about, like, walking away from it. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So the way he paints it is, she was basically making advancements at him and like kind of coming on him, but he was not really feeling it and was like turning her down. And then apparently she went to Lauren saying that she's thinking about stepping away from the movie and a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes where. The distributor or the publisher, I think the distributor was only going to back it if she was directing. So basically, I think what he says in what he says, Lauren said to him was, Chris, I'm not saying you have to fuck her, but it wouldn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) And he says he ultimately Uh... ended up having sex with her on the couch in her office. He said it. He said it was consensual, but that he was very afraid of the power that she and Lauren had over his career. So, wow, wow, little <laughs> Me Too moment that's kind of been flipped. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I could see that though. I mean, especially at the time when that movie was being made, and what that movie was, I could see that happening. Doesn't seem far fetched. She's like, yeah, well, she's not feeling it, man. You know, you're going to have to make her want to come to work, bro. (laughs) I mean, like, yo, like, you know, Me Too is, it's definitely lost a lot of its steam, but it's still, uh, you know, uh, very much a thing and at the forefront of a lot of people's minds so i wonder if this is going to pick up any type of real publicity and steam because this is basically casting couch but the obviously the genders are reversed yeah i mean the whole thing with that is like uh i mean it could become a thing but the people involved would have to be interviewed like if he doesn't answer questions related to it when they talk to him about his book, like in the public sphere mm-hmm. or like the women involved, if they're, you know, still around are like not answering questions and there's no, you know, 
thing around it, then there's, like, nobody to punish. So, like, there's no, like, steam. Because the internet loves to punish somebody specific. And if they can't, like, end somebody and to cancel them, then they probably won't, like, go crazy for it. They'll just save it as an example of, like, it happens to guys, too. But this is definitely a more specific example that validates, like, the the happening on both sides, you know, that, uh, so, like, Terry Crews isn't the only story out there, like, there's actually mm-hmm. stories of, of men in Hollywood being taken advantage of. Yeah, Terry's was a little different, but yeah. Yeah, this is different, for sure, uh, but in the vein of, of male actors talking about, uh, people in power in their profession, yeah, but being I guess, afraid of their power based on yeah, I guess I'm just really interested to see where this one goes if it goes anywhere because if I didn't describe the names or the genders to you and I just described the events, I think ninety nine percent of ninety nine point nine percent of people would assume that it was some actress getting pressured to fuck a director. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, I think that this would be headlines in far more places than it is as it is now. Yeah. Definitely. That's very true. So. But at the same time, I don't know. It's like, yeah, people don't empathize with men, really, you know, anyway. So it's not like people wouldn't care as much, even though it's, it's a big deal because he said it, but it's not. Like, people don't care as much because he's a guy. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, that devil standard exists in people's minds when they're making these opinions. So, SN- I, I mean, don't, SNL I don't think it's going to catch out. steam. I don't think it's going to catch steam. I don't think it is either. And I think that's kind of... I don't know how I feel about that. That it's not going to catch anything. But I think that kind of fuels fire to... Adds fields of the fire for people who are saying, like, the whole double standard type, whatever, blah, blah. But yeah. SNL has already, or some producers from SNL, not Lauren himself, has already come out and denied the allegations. Uh. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. But, yeah, we'll see if this goes anywhere. I just thought it was... <laughs> they haven't been pressured to issue any official statements, really. They're just... Let's throw a few words to address it that we're aware. Right. And if the internet makes them say something else, they'll say something else. But... I have a feeling it's going to die out pretty quickly. Yeah. But... All right. I'm sure his book sales are going up. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... It's a great promo. It's a great promo for a book. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I haven't seen one interview of him trying to sell it. So, like, this coverage of this, you know, thing that's in his book is is a great way to sell it. Mm. It just happened on its own. It's pretty cool. At least for a content creation standpoint, (laughs) that's something you put out on your own. Catches steam. Yeah, interesting, but 
All right, our last uh, news item I saw about this huge legendary hip hop archive finds its home in a museum in Harlem. Um, Fred Brathwaite, mm-hmm. uh, the original host of Yo MTV Raps back in the day, um, mm-hmm. who was kind of at the forefront of the whole hip hop exploding onto the scene and, you know, was very much involved oh, with all Fab that. Freddy. Fab, Fab Five Freddy, yes. Um, yeah. Very much involved with all that. So he kind of, I guess he felt there was something special going on happening around him. And he spent all those years basically documenting and collecting all ty- and archiving all types of like music videos, shows, like personal photographs, notebooks, you know, all types of stuff from mm-hmm. that era. And it's like, I think it said over like 120 boxes of material. Um Mm-hmm. And now it has been given, you know, a a home. Oh, okay. That's dope. <clears throat> so, I mean... That's, like, exclusive stuff right there. And he was really on the scene, like, so this would, this would be, like, some really behind-the-scenes shit. Yeah, and this is, like, at the origin, basically, of hip-hop being birthed. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the coolest dude in New York. It's kind of weird. Because he was friends with all the artists, all the visual artists, too. Like, he was friends with Jean-Michel Basquiat before um, before Warhol met Basquiat. And then, you know, Fab Freddy's hanging out with Basquiat and Warhol, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, like, friends with them and, like, you know, and Keith Haring and them, like, they drew pictures of him. There's portraits of these these famous artists made portraits of Fab Five Freddy. So he's like, you know, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, he's, he's got, also an artist. He's got, yeah. He makes art too. He's got a ton of like personal snapshots. Uh, it's like one of Queen Latifah and I think speaking to maybe. I don't know who that is, but he's got a ton of vinyls, ton of VHS recordings, a ton of like lyric notebooks and stuff like that. People like we're writing in and stuff like this. And he got the scripts mm. to, um, I think the original scripts to like original screenplays to like new Jack city juice and wild style and mm. just all types of just amazing stuff. Um, and it is going to be shown at New York public libraries, Schomburg center for research in black culture in oh, Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, the Schomburg. That makes sense. So anybody with a public library card will be able to check it out. Yeah, definitely go. That's tight. I like that. There's no date yet announced, but I'm sure there will be one forthcoming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've actually been to his studio. I met him once. Word? Studios in Harlem. Yeah. Sick. It's, it's like, it's probably like four or five blocks away from, I don't know. I guess it's on the other side of Harlem. Never mind. That'd be like eight blocks away. <laughs> but yeah. Just a dope moment, man. Hip hop has come a long way and just kinda see all these like origin stories, origin material of like how it came to be. It's yeah. dope and to see it like make it way into like something like the public New York public library and like museums and stuff is, is sick, man. 
definitely. It's, you know, it's a, it's a major part of the culture, and it's dope that we're finally, like, acknowledging the cultural importance. Can't be ignored anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big up to Fab Five Freddy. Yep. Putting out this this time capsule of, you know, hip-hop gems you've been keeping. <laughs> definitely check that out once it gets its release date. But... On to our main category, uh, Game of Thrones. So, oh, shit. So, as you know, we haven't really talked a ton of Game of Thrones on these podcasts, and that is mainly because somebody, one of us, uh, waited 10 years to finally. <laughs> when check you say it out. 10 years, it sounds crazy. I didn't wait 10 years, it just took them 10 years to get to the end of the, <laughs> the story. <laughs> I mean, that's not my fault. That's their fault. But now that I've seen all of the Game of Thrones, we can get real in-depth. I know we probably could have had a whole lot of really crazy talks, you know, over the years, especially, you know, with the journey Daenerys has gone through. But, you know, we're going to wrap it up right here. <laughs> There's one good thing Spoiler about cast. waiting so long is that you should have fresher in your memory the earlier seasons. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> because it's been a while. And there's some, um, there's some cool I, connections. So, like he said, mm-hmm. this is a full-on spoiler cast, so if you have not seen Game of Thrones, you don't want to have any of those big moments spoiled for you tonight. I highly suggest you <laughs> check out now and finish the series and then come back and check this out. And that is our one and only warning that we are going to give to you. And if you stick around and you haven't seen it, that's, that's just on you. Yeah. Some people like spoilers before they watch, so <laughs> hopefully we say something interesting <laughs> that you remember like, oh, they're right, you know? Or nah, I don't agree with that. So that's cool too, but we're about to get into the shit. Spoilers. So we're going to kind of do this a little backwards. I want to start at season eight first because this has been a highly divisive and uh, controversial season for what has typically been a critically loved and fan loved show. I don't mm-hmm. think any season or moment has gotten as much backlash as you know this one has in particular. Yeah. And well. There's some good points, and there's some kind of overblown points, and you know I kind of want to get into that. Word, I feel you, man. I mean, first there's a whole lot to get into you, with the last. First season. of all, just tell me how you felt about how they ended it. Like, do you think they ended it in a satisfying way or not? Um, I think having known that if <laughs> I don't. I don't feel satisfied. I feel like it ended. Like, I was most... Like, it felt weird. Like, the, the it felt like the season peaked, and then there was still an episode where they just decided to sum up everything. It was like, all right, let's, like, sum this up. You know, let's, let's like, kind of clean some stuff up. And, uh... 
I just wasn't, I just didn't really like the last, the last little bit. Um, the beginning, I'd say for the most of the first season, I loved, uh, cause it, it seemed like they were doing a lot of different stuff, but then it actually stood out, I think a little bit more than other seasons, um, in terms of just what was different. Like some things were a little different, like some, some scenes were like felt longer than they were previously. Like there was a lot less dialogue, more action, more things happening. Mm-hmm. Longer uh, establishing shots, you know. It was kind of weird, but I fucked with it for so, the most part. Yeah, so I wasn't satisfied. Um, but I wasn't like, or I wasn't super mad about the overall outcome of it because it's kind of what I expected anyways. He said for years that it's not going to be a happy ending. Like nobody, it's not a fucking fairy tale where things are going to go like they do in the movies and how everything just plays out perfectly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I saw all those turns coming. Like, for example, with the Daenerys whole kind of controversy and backlash, people are so mad that she burned down the city and yeah. And like, I don't get why people are mad about that because it's literally been foreshadowed for I don't fucking know how many seasons. Oh yeah, like all the every time they talk about her or somebody from that like the actual Westeros has a conversation with her or talks to her about her and her history is always about the Mad King, the Mad King, and Targaryens that get mm-hmm. mad with you know basically power and lust and whatever. Like it basically just runs in their almost blood, you know. So. Mm-hmm. The whole series, she's just gone through so much shit, and she finally gets there, and I, I, I was like, she about to burn this whole shit down, like I knew she was, and she, she yeah. even alluded to it way before anyways, and you know, so I, I, I didn't really get the backlash with that. I get it from perspective that they've done, like again, I said, I'm not really mad about the whole outcome of the season, but... Yeah. I can understand why there's so much backlash from one point particular is that the pacing was fucking horrible for this season. Like, Oh yeah. The first two episodes were basically nothing. Okay. So we're building. So there's only what? what, Six episodes. (laughs) Six episodes. So when there's only, so so there was like 15 episodes or 12 episodes and you give me two episodes of like nothing for a season series finale. I'd be like, okay. That's fine. There's plenty more. You know, you're just building. But even if it was 10, like the original 10, yeah. like, okay, there's plenty, there's plenty of moments in the previous seasons where there's episodes that don't, nothing really happens, kind of just building up to something. But when there's only six yeah. episodes, it's like, all right. Uh, I like the format better in the old ones. We're getting a little close to the finish line here. Like, I just going to throw away two episodes from the jump. Like, you know, and it's like, yeah. All right, I don't know where the fuck they're gonna go with this, and then the third episode, We're ramping it up. They finished it all. They <laughs> they they like emptied their clip on the third. Yeah, episode. it was just the fucking pacing. Like they became caricatures of themselves. Like the show has always been heavy on dialogue, heavy on exposition, heavy on character development, and you know, really making you understand why. Certain characters are doing certain things, you know, 
why they're taking these turns, why, you know, mm-hmm. they've got to go this way, because they'll take entire seasons to kind of build them up to that point. And basically yeah. Daenerys gets there and then in three episodes she turns into the Mad Queen. It's like, all right. And she doesn't even really talk very much and like she doesn't really have any type of conflict between yeah. going that way. You know, you don't really get to see that because they just fucking rush through everything. Yeah, she just like they just made it happen. I was like, okay, I wasn't mad. I just I got it, but I it just the pace. They just turned the switch. I just hated the fucking leaps of gigantic leaks of like logic and just giant gaps of plot that they just left out because they shortened it to six seasons. Where oh yeah, where you know it almost took. Well, it did take, what, Arya an entire, almost two seasons to get to the North that one time? Yeah, bro. (laughs) Fam, Arya Stark's story was so interesting, and, like, I was was a little bit mad at certain moments uh, how they were doing her character, Uh, because I thought she was, like, hands down one of the top three badass characters in the whole show once she got trained. After she got trained. Because, like... The when she like, like I don't like how they underplayed when she like wore the face that one time to like, uh, kill the king or whatever it was. What was I that? just wish she was. I, I thought. Was. All right, here's the only thing. I thought she was gonna wear the face more than, more than once. Fam, my whole thing was like they needed. I wanted them to use her in the last episode, like or something. Uh, like, all right, I didn't need her in the last or not I the didn't last need her episode. That much in the last episode, but in the third episode, I really thought. That she was going to be Bran sitting there, and she like take the the mask off. Oh then, yeah. Then kill it. Then kill the, the Night King. That shit would have been od. I really thought that that's right. what she, that they were doing or some shit when she left and ran out. Right. But I mean, she still <laughs> ended the war. She just never used the mask. That's what I'm saying. Why did they give us such a cool? Like, why do I know about the the God of Many Faces? Like, you know, like what 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 is all of that bullshit for? If, it exactly. doesn't matter. If, I really thought it if was it doesn't matter go in the end, what are you telling me about it? So I didn't really understand but, the whole part where I thought she was still kind of being chased by him. I didn't, you know, I I didn't know she was in the free and clear from that whole life for life thing because she yeah. killed the other whatever girl. I don't know if that's just mm-hmm. basically that was the life that she gave so that she doesn't have to give her life. I don't, I didn't really understand how that worked. And then just like yeah. nothing else kind of came from that. And she did all that. And she did right after that, those season, I think it was either that season or season after where she got her revenge on, on so many people. That shit was fucking amazing. Amazing moment. Hell yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, I can't fucking wait to see who else she, like when she killed Littlefinger, that was lit. Like in the in the in the courtroom when she just walked up and Littlefinger, like, the I was like, I, oh I hell yeah! I don't even remember the other family's name because there's so many of them. Uh, but when she fed her fucking kids to the king and then killed them, and, oh yeah, that shit was amazing. I'm like with the face, right. yes, like bro. I'm that like, was all right, lit. Dude, I can't fucking fuck. wait to see where where more of this shit goes and. And then nothing. And then Bran. Same with Bran. I'm thinking, Bran basically got this shit into the stick for the he entire He didn't even control series. anybody at the end. Like, 
there's literally entire seasons where he's basically non-fucking existent. But then, like, I think season seven or six, I don't remember. He finally gets, mm-hmm. like, those, the three-eyed Raven's powers and, like, goes through all the shit up in the, in the yeah. north. And we legitimately see him warg fucking Hodor through fucking time and space from when he was, like, a, a child to now. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all right, I can't. All right, now he's full on the three-eyed Raven, full on powers. I'm thinking he's going to yeah. do some crazy-ass shit. In the future seasons, mm-hmm. like I, I literally thought he might like warg Daenerys's dragon or some shit and take. That's it over. what I thought. I was like, oh, he might just like right. That's what I thought. But no, but guess what he does? He sits in a fucking <laughs> wheelchair the entire fucking time and does nothing and just talks and talks and talks and acts like he's too over this shit and like high and mighty. And I get it. He's kind of disillusion from humanity's troubles but he doesn't even do shit yeah he was like I need to think like I was I don't even know what the fuck he was like he was like what 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 fam all he did was be bait in the last season all he did was be bait he was bait for the night king and then they gave him the throne for it Oh hell, the king of the six kingdoms. He literally <laughs> didn't do shit for as powerful of a character as he became. He didn't do shit. I was I was confused. That was so. Those are things that I could see why people are mad this last season because of how much they built up with other people and like well, just people. Like, people were also really pissed about Jon Snow. Um, I wasn't Finn, that pissed about him. I was, I wasn't pissed. I mean, I, they pissed that he like killed Daenerys. That was like I can see that from my. Yeah, life. that was coming. No I was why. pissed. I was pissed about. I guess if anything, just I was more pissed at like Grey Worm. I thought he should have just like fought Jon Snow to the death or something. You know, like it was kind of weird that Grey Worm got to just like why is he going to North like. The girl got beheaded, and your queen died, and you're just gonna take your whole army. Isn't to that the you're city? Just, isn't that the you're not a no? King. Isn't that the city that she had talked to him about? How she wanted to return to, and yeah, they have nobody the to protect them. Yeah, so she's, I got that. So he's fulfilling that, you know. Yeah, he's gonna go protect them. I get that sort of, but like, why? Why is he allowed to just go? Fuck the gray worm shit. Like, I don't. I don't need them to fight. Why the fuck didn't didn't Jon Snow fight the fucking Night King. Because <laughs> he couldn't. I don't know. What it's literally was. been a That's head on. Too. It's literally been a head on collision between Jon Snow and the Night King since what the second season, third season. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's literally been building up to a a battle, at least a skirmish between the two, where they exchange. Any sort of because you would have thought sword blows they would bring it back. Nah, no swords, homie. I'm gonna just raise my hands. And Listen, you don't have to deal with no that moment. <laughs> look, that that moment was fucking dope. Like, nah, fuck that. You you don't know who I am. Yeah, it's like, oh, you, you thought you was just gonna run over. Okay, me. that moment was cool, but then at the end, 
Yeah. I get he was trapped by the dragon, but come on. He should have at I mean, least had some here. sort of yeah, fight I mean, with them. Got, uh, and let's say let, no, listen, let's say let's say he fights with them trying to save Bran and he's at the he's losing, he's about to lose, and then Arya comes out of fucking nowhere and saves his ass. That shit would have been fucking mm-hmm. amazing. And that was so simple. You would have satisfied everybody with that little sequence. Because everybody wanted to see Jon Snow True. fight the Night King. That I didn't need Jon Snow to kill the Night King. Because I didn't really that think Theon's he was going moment. to be the one to kill him. Right. I didn't think that Jon Snow was going to actually kill the Night King. But the fact that they did never even once kind of fought. Well, actually, we've never seen Night King fight anybody. You've never seen him pull out. Like, when he's finally about to pull out the ice sword, he gets killed. Like, he's been wearing that shit forever. Like, motherfuckers been waiting for him to fight forever. Oh, yeah. the I, Oh, yeah. The Night King. Those were all the White Walkers that fought. The Night King. His little generals or whatever. They fought Jon Snow and yeah. whatever. But the Night King? Never. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was like, wait, didn't he? All we got to see him. Well, he's got the a mean javelin The dopest moment he throw. ever did was a javelin throw. Yes. <laughs> but other than that, you just get you just get the shot of him sitting on a horse or standing somewhere, just staring off at you like menacing. Yeah. And when we finally get a chance wanted... to see him fuck shit up, like really fuck shit up, we don't get to see. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I other than that, I love the the battle. Their battles, hands down, some of the best ever seen in a TV show. And oh, yeah, it was sure. fucking crazy. Oh, in a TV show, that's like number one. Like I don't think that's. I just think like that. Again, they put it all into one episode, and it's like so. We, <laughs> it's the one night. So we've been waiting for the night came for fucking eight seasons, and we get them in one yeah. episode. Like actual, like we get the battles done in one yeah, episode. Fam. What the fuck? Come on now, that's bullshit. Yeah. You just wasted two episodes at the beginning the of the season for no been reason. Two episodes. They shouldn't have made the battle a whole two episodes. Two episodes. Uh, episode and a half at the least. Like, come on. Yeah. The pacing. Pacing was fucking terrible. Like, come on, bro. People waited eight seasons to finally get some Night King action, and we get one episode mm-hmm. of it. And it's like, man. I, yeah. I, I like the like, battle. I was going to win. Shit. I was like, this is the battle we've all been waiting for. This is this is it. <laughs> like, well, wah, wah. now it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through the season, like, wait, what? Wait, we still got three uh, more episodes. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. And then, and then, and then, some more bullshit. Oh, cool! This is gonna be another fight scene. Be like, oh wait, there's weird stuff going on in this in in this scene. I wasn't mad that she like burned down the city. It was just the way moments were happening in the last season was making me hate it. Like. When Daenerys looked at the red the key pacing, right before, you know, when she was on the dragon, it looks like she's going to fly oh, I thought she was going to fly to the red keep and just destroy queen. it. But exactly. then she just... She just... Destroys she the just, city. Nah. And, keeps, and she's doing laps around the red keep. Like, I'm like, fam, you don't want the satisfaction of, of just burning her and, and then you can continue? You just, like, want her to watch? Yeah. Like, I literally thought she was going to destroy the red keep instead of just destroyed everything else around it for like a good Damn. fucking hour and she's burning I was so mad at that I was like yeah. why are you like I get it you're mad at the bells but like 
go fucking kill Cersei. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. The pacing. It's the, bro, all of these issues could have easily been fixed if there was 10, 10 episodes. And you know what I read? Is that HBO offered them 10 episodes and they turned it down. Oh, yeah, I heard that they too. They did six. Yeah, and I heard seven. that. And they offered them 10 episodes for the last two seasons. They turned it down. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Could have easily been fixed. <laughs> there would have been no problems. 10, 10 episodes. You, the, the normal pacing of a Game of Thrones season. Yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't get that. I was also mad at how they did Lady of Tarth. Brienne, that shit was kind of annoying. What do you mean? The way she cried. Like, they ruined her character with crying for Jamie. Uh, yeah. I thought she was That fine. was weird. And she didn't, like, follow or anything. She just, like, chilled. Why would she follow? She has her duty as a knight to protect Sansa. Yeah. That's true. So, no. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the battle is nobody fucking died. Like, literally, <laughs> they resurrected everybody that died twice. And, like, you got, like, don't get me wrong, I love Torment, but he's literally standing on a pile of, like, a hundred corpses and he's fighting them off single handedly. Or, like,. Yeah. Or like Jamie yeah. with one fucking hand, one weak hand. Oh yeah. Fighting off twenty uh zombies and shit. Like, come on now. Like now we're just straight up Hollywood movie territory. Come on, Game of Thrones, you were better than this. Oh, one hundred percent. They got they got a little ridiculous with it for sure. But yeah. I was like, Oh, was I was like weird. Jamie's just one hand. Moments. Oh, he's dead. For sure. The I last sure episode was weird. Yeah, my only thing with, like, the last episode with, like, I just thought it was bizarre how certain things transpired. <laughs> like, when when they gave the throne to Bran, like, Tyrion was in chains as a prisoner who they just told to shut the fuck up. And then he proceeded to tell them who they should have as king, and they said, cool. But when Charlie stood up and said, let everyone vote, they laughed him out of the room. Yeah. I liked how that was like social commentary, but I thought just I liked the way it because it was like, that was weird. Because I was like, you just told the prisoner to shut like, the fuck, fuck up your, and then did exactly your, what he told you I, I to do. Look, I liked it because it was like, again, it's always been about subverting expectations and everybody wants that kind of fairy tale idealistic ending. And the idealistic ending is that Every citizen gets a vote. Every citizen matters now, and like, Hell yeah. and they're like, "What? No, fuck you, you man! Sit your bitch ass down!" Like, <laughs> yeah, like I like that part. I actually like that part. Like, man, you don't know where no, the fuck I you like are. that Bro, this part is Westeros. too. Like, I was laughing at it too. I just thought they would laugh. I honestly was expecting them to laugh when Tyrion said Bronn. I thought, I thought there was gonna be one chuckle. Nobody chuckled. They yeah. just waited. And yeah. start talking. I was like, "Damn, nobody chuckled." I knew, I knew he was gonna get picked once. Once I saw how shit went down, I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna be picked." Yeah. I just felt like it was I just mean, the way there was just the rushing of shit, like the way he. It killed. It kind of seemed like they passed the king baton when Bran was staring the Ice King in the eyes. It looked like that's when they were telling us. Oh, first of all, I knew Jon Snow was never gonna be the king. He's been a bitch the entire series. I don't understand why people were expecting him to all of a sudden. I just wanted him to die for a cause. I wanted him to 
give his life for something he believed in instead of just like riding out with the. He you know, has I mean, been it's cool. a bitch the entire series. Look, don't get me wrong, he's a badass. But I don't understand why people think he was going to all of a sudden turn into some like fucking superhero, or, like some hero of the story, when he's literally spent the entire series turning that shit down. Resurrected. Like he literally died over some morals and convictions. Like literally got killed by his own yeah. people over this shit. Like I don't, and then came back, you know, crying like a bitch about it. Like I just don't understand why people think all of a sudden he's going to step up and be the king of the entire West. Like, bro, have you not been following him this entire series? Like, it's the last thing he wants. Yeah, nah. Well, the problem with that, yeah, but that's the thing though. Here with the the plot holes is like Ferris was murdered for leaking the information that Jon Snow is the rightful heir, or whatever. And like other people having knowledge of Jon Snow being a Targaryen, like didn't matter. Like that right. was another thing that. Technically, he didn't leak it. Uh, he was going to write the letter, remember? But then yeah, he but had remember, to burn more it than because one letter. they came and got him. They came and got him. He already he already finished the no. letter. It looked like there were several no, letters. He didn't. Watch that scene over again. There's more than one. He's got more Bro, than I'm one. I'm pretty bird. sure he did not send them out yet. I'm telling you, they had to. But if they didn't, at the same time. I'm just saying. Well, I, that little girl knows. I never thought Jon Snow was the hero of the story. Like, well, he's been the reluctant. Everybody, okay, he, his whole, R.R. Martin's whole thing is about subverting tropes and expectations. And, like, the whole trope of being the reluctant hero is the biggest trope in all the fantasy stories. Like, literally. The guy who doesn't oh, yeah, want the, sure. the responsibility, who doesn't want the power. That's why he's the right guy for this situation. Like, that's literally the biggest trope. In any yeah. type of fantasy story or any heroic story, and like his whole fucking series has been about subverting those tropes. So I'm like, of course he's not gonna fucking end up being the king. Are you kidding me? Like, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. No, my only thing is, how does he have conscious enough to go? Like he listens. So it's obvious he's um, a bitch. Jon Snow's always been a bitch. Yeah, he did what he was told. What's his name? The imp told him in the dungeon that he's the only one who could get close enough to Daenerys to kill her. So he walks off and walks past the dragon and then kills her because he told him to. And then literally it was all about him. That's what that whole last season was was low key about uh, Mr. Lancaster. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't about Daenerys because she barely even had a role this season, honestly. She was more like a, yeah, I know. a powerful piece, weird. like a a trope, just the just the power, you know, just the enemy at the real, you know, MacGuffin, the real enemy behind everything. You know, like it's just it was just nah. I just don't really enjoy the way they end the season. But to me it was like such easily fixed mistakes that they made if they just made it ten ten episodes. But enough of season eight talk. Um I think it's pretty unanimous. We both were disappointed with the way it ended and the way they handled, like, particularly the pace of things. Mm -hmm. And I think they could have done a much better job of that and fixed so many issues. Um, But the rest of the series, Mm -hmm. not many many complaints for me. 
no, nah, honestly, the whole the whole shit is fire. Like, it's what's weird is just like how the it just ramped up in that last one. Like, it 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 definitely stood out. But yeah, these other seasons, I'm trying to think of some of some of your favorite moments. moments. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think like the red wedding. When she got the unsullied, when she got the her army uh, for the first time, I think that was like one of my favorite moments. The when first time the after she birthed the dragons, or after she burned down the entire tent. Oh, see, the birth of the dragons is kind of like one of the most lit moments, just because I was just like. And that's at the end of what season two? I think two. Yeah. So like, and it took forever because honestly, in the first season, I remember why I didn't like keep going is because the mystical shit didn't happen for a while, and I remember having watched like the first like four or five se- like episodes and wanted to like see some magic or dragons and like wasn't that ready like i was i think it was like still coming out on cable so i didn't commit to it and then i just never came back but it's a shame because once they started getting into the shit it, it was crazy like the the red priest is crazy like when she lit the swords oh, i didn't even mention that for that fire oh my god that shit was lit but um, yeah, I mean that was cool until they all got wiped out. Which uh, another point I didn't understand is, I thought all those motherfuckers man. were dead, and then all of a sudden, the end of the season, there's like twenty thousand more of those motherfuckers. Like, bro, where did she get all? Oh those yeah, no, they were like endless or something. Bro, it I literally saw them all get wiped like out. They're running back yeah. with empty horses, and then and then that fast forward to season to episode seven or eight, and there's like a thousand of them sitting there. Like, yo, I was like, where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. whatever, whatever. I was like, All how right. are they running through the town? Like, yeah. Too whatever. many issues with season eight. Too many issues. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh let's see. I mean the fire, so that episode was crazy. What? I don't know. I love when she burned that that slave owner, that master with the dragon. Like he was like, "Your dragon's not like taking, like listening to me, or like you know, following yeah, yeah. orders or directions or whatever." She's like Dracarys, <laughs> bitch. I mean, there were there Keep a lot. Your I mean, yeah, Daenerys was cool. Honestly, Daenerys was not my favorite character at all of the series. No, nah, like, she had some. She wasn't my favorite character. moments for sure. Especially with the dragons, but I thought there were some some super weak moments too. Especially with like the whole when she took the city with the slaves and the masters. I thought that whole mm. kind of story arc was kind of trash. Um, yeah, that was a long. See, like that's my whole thing. Like, how are you gonna do that whole long ass shit? Yeah, the, ex- yeah, yeah, we've talked about it. The pacing, <laughs> but. For sure, like, obviously, Joffrey dying was a highlight. Oh, my God. Like, that's, that like, amazing. one of the few moments I was so glad I didn't have to hear him anymore. Game of Thrones, this is literally one of the few moments where Game of Thrones actually did fan service and, like, paid off what everybody wanted for, like, I don't know, what, for four real. seasons? Like, when is this motherfucker gonna Man. die? Like... He was getting so bad, too, and I was like, if he's just, like, you know, because he was getting so much screen time and, like, 
Ugh, he was just annoying as fuck. Like, yo, when is this but, bitch gonna die? And he finally fucking died, and that shit was amazing. And yeah, and it was so smart. That was when the writing was the best. Too, oh yeah, because I was like, was nobody so really knew who killed her. Yeah, nobody, not, nobody knew who killed them. Like, it wasn't obvious, you know. Yeah, and then like Littlefinger had help. Like, it wasn't just like oh, Littlefinger's plotting and blah blah. It was like the grandma was in on it. Like that shit was that was crazy. That shit was crazy. So that, the whole death with um, who's the one that basically raped Sansa and called the oh the Baratheon wasn't Baratheon. Baratheon is the one that burnt his uh, daughter because the Red Witch said so. Oh, oh, um. The bastard. Yeah, I mean, the Battle of the Bastards, whatever that one was, that shit was fucking amazing. Yeah. Battle of Bastards was goddamn Bastards incredible. I loved that one. That was actually really good. That was like a that legit was... like war fucking scene, like yeah, straight. without like oh, how's this guy standing on you know million? Crosses? Yeah, no, no, that one like made sense. That like, shit was one of the best scenes to survive. Yes, that was one of the best battle scenes I've ever seen, and it's. Oh, and then the bastard got his end in the best way possible. It was the dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And he had just said, like, I haven't been feeding them for, like, a week. So they're, like, rabid. They can't. <laughs> and he said, she, she sat him in there and just, like, opened all the doors and just let them do their thing. So that shit was, that was great. Good. Like, I wanted Red Wedding, obviously, was. Shit like that. Yeah, Cersei did never got what she really deserved for as fucking nope. terrible as she was. Yeah. Worst thing that happened to her was walking around naked. Yeah, and that shit was still in my life. I mean, it was enjoyable to see her get her kind of come up and, but then she came back fucking hard. Hard <laughs> as fuck. She came I, back yo, hard. I'm gonna put a fucking, like... I'm gonna put a napalm napalm bomb of some like shit under your I'm not even talking about I'm like that moment for sure was fucked up but I'm talking about what she did to the lady that was torturing her oh fam she let the zombie rape her yes bro that's crazy she bro that's crazy like when she read that that's why I was like yo (laughs) she might be worse than Joffrey I was like yo she is fam that was crazy. I was like, yo. <laughs> and just keep her alive. Like, don't kill her after. Like, you could, like, oh, man. That's crazy. But that's what was crazy, too. It's like, meanwhile, the castle's falling. Like, you know, she's in the castle, too. Like, alive. <laughs> but don't worry about her. You know? She's it's fucking she's dead. ruthless. That's when she saw how fucking ruthless she was. That shit was like, damn. Yeah. She's serious, bro. She like, yeah, don't fuck with her. She's like, remember when I smiled at you? Remember when I told you, like, my face would be the last thing you see before you die? Uh-huh. That was cold-blooded revenge right there. Like, I mean, again, there's some weak points. Like, her walking, yeah, that was great. But they dragged that on too long, I think, too, with the yeah. old priest and stuff. That shit didn't really go anywhere at the end and dragged on far too long. That and- was really long. They gave him more play than the Ice King. <laughs> Facts. And uh, <laughs> the whole shit, when they went to the South, like Dorne, the whole Dorne storyline story was super weak. 
Fam, where what is Dorn? Like why are they why did they play with us with Dorn? That was annoying. Yeah. Like, they might as well just Dorn not even include like, them. Non existent. Are they even in the Seven Kingdoms? Nah, like, really. Like what is Dorn? I mean, when we got there, I was like, oh, this could be lit, because the daughters were fucking badasses, like fucking assassins and shit. Yeah. But then right. it was weak as fuck. And yeah. I mean the best thing from Dorn was the prince. Until he oh, yeah. got until he, Cocky as good, fuck. Yeah, until he started monologuing like a fucking, <laughs> uh, yeah. fucking evil villain and got his fucking head crushed in. Like that shit was satisfying up until then. I'm like, yo, he's fucking him up. And then, yeah, of course, I of course, like, Game of Thrones. Of course, you can't let us have this fucking moment. You know, right. like a fucking course. Like God, yeah. Oberyn, I think his name. Oberyn, yeah, yeah. yeah. The mountain <laughs> and the viper. Yeah, that's crazy. Ooh, Xerxes' space with with the priest outlawed fucking, uh, fucking your family trial by combat. Oh, trial by combat. Oh, like my family. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, I got the mountain, and that's why Jamie left. He was like, All right, cool. And, and then it was <laughs> trial by combat is outlawed. It's like, oh, bet. So that's when she formulated a plot. That was. Man, that shit was. There's so many moments like, and while there's some, there's so many characters that it's hard to even really kind of talk and remember all of them. But for sure, Cersei was a fucking standout. Like the way she developed throughout the whole season was amazing. The way Arya developed, um, especially like the Arya the mountain like relationship. I didn't really expect that to be as oh, good yeah. as it fucking was, but it was. Or really the fucking, hound. The, yeah. the hound, yeah. That shit was way the better. The hound than had an interesting. The hound got starts. really fucking good. Like I was like, I actually enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, you know, I loved it. him later on. At the beginning, I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't really him. care for him. But they yeah, really I grew developed to like him. him. Yeah, because he he became a good guy. <laughs> you know, he wasn't a piece of shit at the end. But even you can be a piece of shit. Cersei's a piece of shit, and I still loved her as a character. Like <laughs> that's true. I don't care. That's like true. Cersei was still easily one of the best characters she played on the that show. So well, she played that so well. Cersei was amazing. Sansa was trash for the entire series. Uh... <laughs> Did you like Sansa? Especially towards the like when John came back around. Like I don't like, know when they being found out bitch. about each other. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Nah, Sansa after sucked. the battle, of, after the battle of the bastards, Sansa like her character. I was like, she's the worst arc from literally episode one, and then she was still the worst arc by episode eight of season eight or episode six. For of season real, eight. I was like, how is your little sister way more badass than you? Like, she came back, like. As a bodyguard, she came back and put Lady uh, of Tarth on her toes when they were sparring. Like Fair. that was tight. I like that little scene when she was like, "Oh, that's too small. You need a bigger sword." And she's like, "Don't worry, I won't cut you." <laughs> nah, Arya's a badass. She's for sure my favorite character. She was always my favorite character from the start. The way she yeah. played her, I knew she was going to turn into a badass. Like all that, like mm-hmm. saw that coming. So definitely paid that one off. Sansa yeah. just. They tried to like give her a whole arc where she becomes more of a like queen type character, but she sucked. Yeah, she didn't get her hands dirty. She sucked, but 
Yeah, the little cool. chick. Uh, what's I don't even remember her name. The one that fucking killed the giant zombie. Mammoth or what Ma- was it? yeah, Mor- something like that. Mormont. Uh, something, some, like bro. Badass. Yeah. I really wish they did not fucking kill her. Yeah, Mormont. Yeah, the House of Mormont or something like that. I really she wish was. They, did not that, they gave her a proper sending. They did. If she was gonna ending. die, she had to die like that. But come on, she was fucking. And her few she scenes, was it she down. was the best character. She was holding it team, down. Bro. Yeah, that was crazy. She was out, like, she was out doing Sansa, everybody. Like, oh, I, I yeah, wanted man. to see her way more than I wanted to see Sansa talk. Facts. Like. Facts. <laughs> like, and think... I was kind of sad that she had to go. I was like, oh, I was like, damn, you know? Because, yeah. like, if she I was like, yo, she was like a G, but I was like, fuck, why she, she probably could have been alive after the battle. Yeah, maybe. But, damn. Do you think uh, Theon had a satisfying kind of redemption arc? Uh, I think the closest they could do once they got to a certain point was let him die honorably defending Bronn. Because Reek, <laughs> I, I still laugh when I call that shit. Your name once is he, Reek. Once now. <laughs> he said no to his, his name's Reek, <laughs> bro. That shit was amazing. That was amazing. I was like, fam. I was like some schoolyard bully shit, bro. Your name is Reek now. I'm gonna call you. Only answer to Reek. <laughs> what? What I couldn't believe was he. Didn't leave with his sister, but then he, like, broke for Sansa. And I think it's maybe just because he had more time around her and she could chip away at him a little bit more. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, fam, like, you you almost, you basically sacrificed yourself to get her out of there. But, like, your sister, like, you wouldn't even sacrifice yourself when, like, she was captured, really, like, for a minute. And then, like... He didn't really go back. Like, it was weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and I think my biggest thing with... I know they were trying to cover so much of the book. But they could have cut out so many parts. Like, they could have cut out their whole Iron Islands part. Because their sister really didn't do shit either. Um, mm-hmm. Like, going going to his home and having that whole little story arc was pretty pointless. Having the story arc with Dormit pointless. Having the... That was a lot. There were just certain moments like they could have just easily cut out and gave then, other more interesting when prince, things. When the prince, <laughs> when when Jamie was fighting their dude, the Ironborn, uh, what's his name, uncle or whatever, yeah, at the bottom of the castle, that was the, that was the 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 biggest waste of time scene, uh, like in that, yeah. Uh, he's just a character I did not like at all. Like he just wasn't a fucking good or or interesting character. Like he was just such like a yeah. He just felt out of place. How like over the top he was. Well, yeah, because I found it strange that he wasn't introduced yet until all of a sudden, you know. And then like that storyline just fizzled out. Sped up and came and went. Yeah, but he was integral because like that was Cersei's like you know. I mean, was he really though? I mean, he was—he could have been anybody, basically, in that situation. 
Yeah, they had to give him one win. He took down a dragon. And then literally the next episode, she's fighting a thousand arrows and she flies around him like it's nothing. Like I'm like, oh come on now. Yeah. This is some straight Hollywood bullshit now. They just got too 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 blockbustery, too you know, they just got yeah. away from kind of that grounded realism that the other seasons had, even though it was still fantasy, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, even though it was like voodoo or magic, or whatever, in some of the stuff, it felt like based in like a real world. Which oh, they were breaking their own rules for sure. They were breaking their own rules. Yeah, but I think that overall, like as a series, it was still fair, still one of a kind. Like, oh yeah, it stands out. It's one of the greatest shows ever made. Yeah, and I, I think our next conversation. From one of our future episodes, gonna be how does this rank among TV shows for sure? Oh, that's gonna be a very good combo. Cause I was as soon as it was over, I was trying to think of better shows. Like what was Breaking better? <clears throat> oh yeah, no, I said that. I said that Game of Thrones can't be better than Breaking Bad because it's not the ending. Up. The ending is so important, like. Breaking Bad like it's crucial. is one of the best endings you will ever find in any medium of anything. Like, the yeah. way it ramped up so perfectly paced, literally from season to season, and the way it gave a oh, satisfying for real. End, like, and you, you, wanted, you wanted to watch the last episode. Like, you had to. And yes. the whole thing to the very last ending, like, scene was important. Like, all of it was, like, it, it gave you something. Like, it was, it was dope. For sure. And uh, Gustavo as a villain Fuck, in that Gustavo shit. Gustavo Frank. <laughs> Gustavo was so fucking savage in that shit. That was lit. Yeah. Definitely Gustavo has my vote. Alone. I mean, for me, it's like the endings. The ending is, is what's going to take this one down significantly in the eyes of, you know, people. It just left a bad taste after so many years of just doing things basically right for the most part. Like, not every episode was great. Obviously, there's storylines that are pretty trash and mm-hmm. characters that are pointless. But for the most part, as a whole, it was fucking fantastic. And, like, it was such a great adaptation yeah. of such a complex world. And it mm-hmm. basically was all about... I mean, at, at its core, yes, it had fantasy elements, but at its core, it was still, like, a political fucking TV show. Like, still. It was all about oh, politics. And they somehow made politics and shit like that interesting and it was just the ending that is gonna ruin somebody's opinions when you look back at it and it's like so many shows go through that you know and I just wish they could have stuck the landing better and it would just fucking been perfect if they could have done that and like just kept both last seasons to 10 episodes and Mm -hmm. and don't rush it basically don't rush the story like you haven't rushed the story up until that point. Why rush it now? Like we've literally gone through entire seasons where Arya could not get to the south. <laughs> you know, I mean, get to the north. Yeah, it took her two seasons to get to the north. I mean, yeah, I mean the battle was one episode. Arya and then literally, they're for like literally they're in the north. Like- <laughs> literally they're in the north, and then the next episode they're at the fucking front gates of, you know, the throne. Oh yeah, like, it's like come on. Now we're just jumping all over the fucking place. Like, it's just, 
mm-hmm. ruining your own rules. But I mean, overall, it was still <laughs> such a fantastic series. Like, yeah. But there's so many things that I wanted to know more of. That's why it's like it's kind of sad it that it feels like there thing. could be a sequel. Almost, you know what I'm saying? Like it felt open ended enough so that there could be a sequel. Yeah, word on the street is there's a prequel coming. There's for sure a prequel. No, there's like th- yeah. three spinoffs already being developed. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do anything, put like post. They, I mean, Shit. if they do, that'd be great. How much money this probably made them? You kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, but like that—that's treading a fine line of ruining the brand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're speaking of Hollywood, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, really don't care I mean, are we are we speaking of what they're gonna Star Wars the shit out of, of what it, they you know? shouldn't like, do, or are we speaking of what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I'd be willing to bet that there would be. I'd be willing to bet that there would be a sequel. Even if it's in the form of like a movie, I would be willing to put money on that at some point. Well, I mean, because there's so many ways they could go with try it. Because like Dragon still exactly. alive and Jon Snow still likes him, he could find the dragon with the wildlings out there, and like he you can literally do an entire Arya story. You can literally do an entire Arya story, basically, because she's out there trying. to Oh sell yeah, because she's going to the new world, like yeah. uncharted territory. Yeah, that's tight. That would be a whole. That would be a. Lit. So while people are kind of like thinking it's the end of Game of Thrones, I'm like nah, they're about to just print money left and right with this shit as long as they can. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Game of Thrones is. It was How a ride, man. It was definitely a ride. It was crazy, but. But yeah, it's, it's just that to, ending, man. Yeah, it's hard to even imagine that they did actually kind of finish the the series. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about the most important moments of the show happening at the end and then moments in those endings being weird. That's all. You know? Like the, the Night King, most important moment of the entire show. Feel a little weird about it. And then... The Iron Throne, most important moment in the entire show. Felt a little weird about it. Jon Snow killing yeah. Daenerys, pretty weak. Yeah, the way it happened was kind of just underwhelming. Like we were just with the this way the dragon burned down the Iron Throne, a little weird. I knew that was gonna happen. The, the, I knew it was that, gonna happen. That, yeah, but that scene was long as fuck. The dragon, like, like crying and burning the. Melting the Iron Throne and then flying off. I like the flying off part, but I just thought the scene was a little long. I just never really bought John and Daenerys together. It's like in love again. Oh, that never pacing. looked right. That was always the most confusing <laughs> because of pacing. Things. It was like, yeah. And also, it was hard to get out of my head that hey, dude, that's your aunt. You know, like right. Yeah. Have some sort of morals and dignity here. Like. I mean, it didn't bother Jamie and <laughs> Bro, that's a whole nother level right there. That's your twin sister. Twin. That's a whole nother level there. Yeah, that was crazy. And they had like three. Again, they're deaf, weak. Weak. It was a shame because if you go back all those previous seasons, all the major deaths were 
Oh yeah. But and what they super did with impactful. that death. Yeah, I was trying to beat up that the way that ended. The Red too, Wedding. But then I was thinking about it, and that's kind of the they they kind of did that for Jamie more than Cersei. That was that. Oh yeah, the Red Wedding. That was crazy. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. One of the top five most shocking moments I've probably ever seen on TV. Oh yeah, I love that. That was epic. That was. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" (laughs) Again, the Game of Thrones is responsible for so many moments. That was crazy. Watching history, it's like. It's literally the greatest hits of Game of Thrones like you could do. Like it's it was that good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it had so many seasons too. Like it's cool. <clears throat> Cause like I just wish again the last two seasons they did not rush, that's all. Yeah. Right there with you, man. Right there with you. Because there was so much, man. The Valyrian steel. Like, there were moments they presented with the Valyrian steel that I thought would result in them killing, you know, like, White Walkers and the dead and stuff. And it kind of mattered, but it didn't really matter. You know, because the dragon glass was there. Not really. I don't know. It's... Arya Stark, the best. <laughs> when she had the blacksmith make that uh, weapon for her, that was dope. She's like, you, you have my weapon ready? Like, <laughs> She went in with that staff. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a weird feeling. It's the end of an era. It's definitely the end of an era in TV. No more GOT, and... man. For now. Um, no more main story <laughs> GOT. It's just, it's just you know, it's so many moments, <laughs> so many special moments from the show that just always going to kind of stick with me. It's just a shame that it kind of got tainted by the end. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I could have just walked away from this. Like I walked away from Breaking Bad, feeling like bittersweet, like sad that it's kind of like ending. But yeah. fucking hype in the way it ended. Like, I ran it back, the ending of hype Breaking Bad. In the way like, it I watched ended. the last episode twice. Like, oh shit, I gotta watch this again. Yes. Like, it was like, that good. I was but, sad that it ended, but I was so hype in the way it ended. Because most shit does not end well. Sopranos, for one. But. Oh my god. That's get, a great comparison to this shit. To get they this. They were doing some Soprano shit. Type of ending. Of it's just like. Damn it. We were so close. <laughs> like we were so close to having a fucking another series as, as good as Breaking Bad in terms of from end beginning uh, to end. Like, but we just could not yeah. quite get there. Mm-hmm. So it's so I wasn't really bittersweet. It was kind of like, uh, it's over. You know, it's not really the feeling I wanted to have. Yeah, but. I mean, what do you guys think about Game of Thrones as a series, and specifically season eight, and 
what were some of your favorite moments from the show and what do you think that they could have done, you know, a little less of and what you think they kind of would have delved more into? And, uh, and if you read the books, how do you think this kind of compares to the books and how do you think they did adapting it? Mm. And do you think he'll ever finish uh, the book series <laughs> in the first place? Or is this the only <laughs> ending that we'll get cool. to this to the story? To go now. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, Yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think. You know, the comments down below where you kind of watch this. <laughs> but that is it for today's uh, spoilercast podcast of Game of Thrones and culture and arts and news and everything. Uh, today's date again is May 29, thousand and nineteen. Yeah. And as always. If you have any questions, comments, topic suggestions about this show, past shows, or any future show, you can let us know in the comments down below wherever you watch this on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, on our website, wherever. Or you can email us directly at podcast at livelinefearless.co. We will try to get back to you, or you might show up as a topic in one of our future shows. If you like Amy Gary, once again, that we rock these videos, you can head over to the site and grab some for yourself. We'll be back shortly with more episodes, uh, more podcast episodes. But until then, you know, do what, Darice? Keep living life fearless. Yes, sir. See you next time. Catch you guys soon. Peace. Yeah.